This is Train Your Body with Melanie Cole, an expert guest from the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. Well, we talked about how safe your gym is. Well, what about your trainer? As a trainer myself for so, so many years, I know that there were a lot of issues. People ask about credentials. They ask about experience. They ask about goals and changing up the routine. And so my guests today are, because I just need to jump right into this because it makes me crazy some of this stuff. It's Grace D. Simone and Neil Pyre. Neil, I'm starting with you because here's what I have heard for 25 years. Well, my trainer in Palm Springs does this. My trainer in Palm Beach does this. I say, well, do you say to the trainer in Palm Beach, my trainer in Chicago does this. You know, so so what do you say are the most important safety aspects, things you want people to know about trainers? How do you know if you have a good one? And I want, this is a great topic. We don't have a lot of time, so I want to get to both of you. So keep your answers good and short, but what do you want to say about trainers and at finding very, a good one? At the very basic level, you want a properly credentialed and experienced trainer. Uh, you, ha- you want a trainer that has an NCCA accredited certification, like the American College of Sports Medicine certification, for example. You want a trainer that's experienced working with people like you, with similar goals as your goals might be. Every client that's ever come to me had some kind of goal, some kind of objective. So, uh, they needed my help to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, so the experience that the trainer has in taking their clients and taking them down the right path, a safe path, an effective path to get to those goals is really important. Every exercise you do or your trainer has you do should have a plan. It should be part of a plan. If there should be a rationale for ex- every exercise. Uh, it should, they should be able to explain not just what to do and how to do it, but why am I doing this? Well, this is your goal, blah, 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 blah. And, and they should be able to explain it in a sentence. <laughs> Not complicated, very simple. And speaking of simple, you should keep your whole workout simple. All go, no show. And there are so many trainers that reverse that. And it's all about the show and, and all about doing the funky exercise on the physio ball in BOSU and balancing on one foot while they're holding the dumbbell or kettlebell over their heads because that's what they saw at a, at a fitness conference. Oh, man, and I'm so, I am do. so, I, I, you know what? When my clients hand me an article from Shape Magazine or something, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I try not to be defensive and try not to be insulted. It's like, are you freaking kidding me because they're showing you how to stand on one foot and we've been doing this for 15 years now you're going to say do we do this exercise oh that makes me crazy simple safe and effective works i have a 66 year old client that has been actively exercising for the last 15 years from last summer to this summer he has put on one full inch in his upper arm how barbell curls and tricep extensions a duh (laughs) simple basic exercise works Okay, Grace, classes, how do you know if you're getting a decent instructor? And what if you're jumping around, you're doing a spin class, and all of a sudden you feel something hurt? Because I want you to talk about your stuff first, but then there's that whole injury. Do you blame the instructor or the trainer? We all know how that works, guys. So, Grace, it's up to you here. Okay. So how do you know? In the last segment, we talked about follow your nose to find a clean locker room. Well, here you follow your gut. 
you should feel comfortable, welcomed. If it's a new class for you, if it's your first time in the class, that's my first marker for how good is the instructor. They notice that you're new. You came up and introduced yourself and said, I'm new, and they have a plan for you. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to know. So you should not be going into any classroom blind with no information. You should know what the expectation is for the class, what the goal is of the class. If the class is going to be very intense, how do you modify it? If it's your first time, how are you going to situate yourself based on what typically happens in this class? All of that should be explained to you. Even if it's in two sentences, that should be explained. Similarly, if the class is an an intense class, or maybe you have some kind of an injury that you're sustaining, that should be something that's addressed either before the class when you say, oh, gee whiz, I just have X, Y, Z, and the instructor says, well, you should avoid doing A, B, C. That can be a conversation that you have. Or during the class, if it's a good instructor, they're addressing common maladies. If this bothers your back, do this. If it bothers your shoulder, do this. Engage your core to avoid having more pain in your blank. Those things should be regularly cited during the class. Then, If something happens, in my classes, I will tell you before every single class, if something happens, sit down. If you feel anything, you tweak anything, you turn anything, you feel nauseous, you feel faint, don't leave me, sit down. Why? Because everybody has that day at the gym where something happens. So that's part of my regular banter. But if it does happen to you, if you had a plan with the instructor, you had an agreement with the instructor, you understood what was supposed to happen in the class, and you went out, you code outside the lines, you know, and you overdid it, which is what so many people tell me. You told me not to do this, but I did it sure, anyway. Sure, of course. Right? Yeah. And you overdid it, and you kind of know that, you know. So some of it, if the instructor gave you no information, I don't know whose fault that is, because I, I truly believe that it is up to, it's, it's a shared responsibility. It is. That's, and that's what people don't seem to understand. Now, Neil. As trainers, we both know. I have heard, and I know you have too, my stomach is sticking out more than it did before. I'm doing a plank. I feel like I'm sticking my stomach out. Why, when I do a crunch, are you not asking me to suck my stomach in? You're making my stomach fatter. My arms look fatter now. Oh, by the way, I pulled a muscle. That's your fault. (laughs) So all those things I've been hearing for years and years and years. So, Neil, how do you come back with some of those things about, you know, your abdominals, you're not sticking, you can't suck in your stomach while you're doing a crunch. It's just, <laughs> you just can't. So how do you get it clear to the, oh, you can hear me on this. This is a huge topic for me. So what if someone said, they start blaming their trainer? Your trainer, you got good credentials, you're goal-oriented, you keep redoing the different, you know, you, you change up the workout, you, you know, all these things you've got experience, and they're still saying, well, you pushed me too hard. Or you made me do an exercise I couldn't do, and now I've pulled a muscle and I can't use my leg. The biggest thing, uh, there, there, there is a method uh, method to my madness for sure. There's a method in training, um, which is a, basically an instructional uh, approach. That's traditionally it's been an instructional approach, but th- with all the, the advent of coaching being a very popular approach in training, um, a lot of that, uh, like Grace just said, the responsibility is shared. Uh, and by using things like motivational interviewing and and other coaching type of um, tactics during sessions, 
um, they the client sort of takes on the responsibility uh, a little bit more because they're making decisions. You're not necessarily telling them to do anything. You're building the rationale, and they're actually the ones in charge, which typically really is the fact because they're the client and they're paying for it, and you know they're showing up and doing whatever it is that needs. We're to be out done. of time now, Neil. So so wrap it up for us about this. The, the the key is educating the client. And when you educate the client and, and build a real rationale for what they should expect, their expectations, uh, they're, they're not going to, you know, uh, come back with some silly uh, explanation. They know if they did the work. They know if they, you know, didn't overeat. They know if they didn't go out partying too much. They know all that stuff. So personally, they need to take uh, that and be responsible for that behavior. No kidding. And, you know, I, I probably didn't give my guests as much time to speak in this particular segment because, boy, I have a lot to say about it. But, hey, it's my show. Sometimes I can get away with that. But we are going to do this kind of thing again because Grace and Neil are such great guests and we have a lot to talk about. If you missed any of our great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go. Stay tuned and stay well. <laughs>